Hey, all you Trek Live crew members, this is Trek Live Dan. Just wanted to say thank you for dropping by the podcast feed. Just a friendly reminder that this podcast is recorded live first on our YouTube channel, so definitely um, stop on by to join the discussion. Without further ado, enjoy the show. And we're live for episode 161 of Trek Live. How you doing this morning, Dan? doing great i'm excited to get back into kind of our bread and butter topics which is one of those topics is guess each other so i'm really excited for today so yeah yeah likewise uh this is one of my favorite uh sort of recurring uh conversation topics uh i like that we found uh i think i probably say this every time but i love that we found a different way to do the top five thing like it's it kind of incorporates uh a fresh uh, angle on mm-hmm. um talking about our favorites um you know there are great shows out there trek ranks probably being the most obvious one that that plays with the top five uh list uh, format um and we love that show and we we wanted to find our own sort of uh spin on it with with that kind of time yeah our our spin on that so uh, we're going to try to guess each other's uh five favorite new era star trek characters so um that's which I correct me if I'm wrong. I think the last guess each other's we did, or one of the last episodes we did with guess each other's kind of format was guess each other's new era. Um, I think just shows, wasn't it? Episodes. Episodes. Sorry. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a succession uh, here. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I think this will be a good uh, having just come off of you know that was a 23 straight weeks of a new track and a whole lot of it in 2020, 2020, um, yeah. as a whole, Picard, Lower Decks and, and season three of discovery. Uh, a lot of this stuff is pretty fresh. Uh, there's a good bit of it to kind of, uh, digest and think about at this point. Um, and I'm eager to see, uh, what we come up with. I trying to guess your list was not easy. Uh, as it rarely is these days, uh, and even putting together my own was a real challenge uh, for a lot of different reasons. I'm sure we'll talk about as we get into uh, the meat and potatoes of the topic. But uh, before we do all that, uh, as we are one to do, uh, where are you on your rewatch? So I watched two episodes this week. You guys know that I'm going through Deep Space Nine. So I watched Sons of Moog, I believe, and Bar Association. So two... Okay different episodes in their own right it's a good example of um, Swiss Army Knife idea that one episode can be this and then the next episode can be almost completely different so um, I liked both of these episodes Um, Sons of Moog was definitely a tough tough watch, heavy handed episode Um, deals with some Klingon culture stuff that I have problems with but it's tough with it being a cultural thing i guess with the klingons Mm -hmm. um and then the bar association is kind of a kind of lighter hearted kind of ferengi uh i don't know it's a it's a good episode i think it's a romp but it's about i think things that we deal with all the time in in our daily life or at least our like political life and our social life uh culturally with the labor rights and uh you know but it what take, it mean to work and all that stuff yeah but it takes kind of a light-hearted approach to something of course like that so yeah it's satirical and it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's a comedy no doubt about it yeah um it, it takes it's definitely good medicine after sons of moog which i agree with you is <laughs> yeah. really heavy really tough pill to swallow um the the klingon cultural like ritual suicide stuff is tough to take yeah. Uh, for a lot of people. Uh, and I think some of the decisions they make with Moog are controversial. Uh, that's an episode that I think breeds a lot of different opinions. Some people are into it uh, because it, it, it feels big and it's a big character story and it puts Worf in an uncomfortable position. It really yes. tests him. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it feels big because it's sort of moving forward the story of a recurring character that goes back to TNG and mm-hmm. it's paying off some story threads that you know date back years. Um, but uh, others struggle a lot, I think, with uh, where that character winds up and um, the sort of final decision and the final solution to the problem. Um, the reset button is is kind of yeah, <laughs> and that's always been my biggest struggle with yeah. it. the 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 way they resolve it. Uh, sometimes feels kind of like a cop out to me, um, but you know I, I respect uh, 
that it's an episode that works for a lot of people at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like Bar Association Lives growing on me over the years. I think it's pretty good uh, in the grand scheme of things when you compare it to other Ferengi comedies. Yes, exactly. Nine, I think it's in the upper yeah. upper tier. I would I would say mm-hmm. uh, better than Profit and Lace, better than uh, Ferengi love songs. There are some episodes coming later that I think this is a a better effort than. Um, so good stuff. You're like more than halfway through yeah. season four. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, so uh, for me, since the last time we did this, I think the last thing I had watched last week was Generations, which yeah. we talked a little bit about uh, in our rewatch recap last week. Uh, since then, I've watched Fascination. I watched that last Sunday, which is a, a really tough one for me, yeah. one of my least favorites. Uh, I have a tough time getting through that one. Um, some interesting direction uh, that Avery Brooks using like really long tracking shots and kind of really moving the camera through the promenade, like really fluid camera movements from like the lower level up to the upper level and kind of moving around, following different characters around. There's some neat production things going on with it, but it's it's pretty rough, I think. Uh, I don't think a lot of the humor lands with a thud and... Um, the the locks out of Troy thing feels pretty tired and old at this point and removed from you know what made it important in the next generation yeah uh, and it's something worth going back to in that show um, never feels totally natural to me in Deep Space Nine when they when they bring her back um, so that's a misfire but then I watched Past Tense which I think is an oh. absolute classic and gets better every time and it's more timely all the time and it's uh, I mentioned on Twitter, I think the guest cast there, there's like this big ensemble of of, of, of guests in that. The, the, the security guard who uh, sort of turns uh, throughout um, the episode, um, you know, the African-American actress who plays the, 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 the sort of social worker intake person uh-huh, yeah. in, in, in the camp. Really it's really good, good yeah. memorable performance. Yeah, there's a lot of that. The, the, the bad dude, I forget his name. I just watched it yesterday. The guy who's like, instigates the whole hostage situation yeah uh, the ghost uh, his that actor I think is really good really loose cannon and, yeah of course yeah. I, loose cannon like there, there's some really memorable character um one-offs in that episode um in addition to I think a really strong Avery Brooks uh, performance as well so yeah love that and maybe most importantly I got into Voyager I watched Caretaker and Parallax now I'm into the back back into the alternating shows uh, with uh, pretty commonly going to be like one episode of PSI and one episode of Voyager and kind of like flipping back and forth uh, for the foreseeable future Um, so looking forward to getting into that whole nice uh, rhythm and flow of 90s era track nice All right, I think that'll do it for rewatch recap, uh, and look forward to keeping keeping going with that. Yeah. Um, but let's let's get into the topic at hand, which is our our personal ranks and our guesses of each other's mm-hmm. uh, favorite new era Star Trek characters. So the way I would look at this is these are characters that are going to come from Discovery, Picard, and Lower Decks, right? Do you agree with that? Yes. We're on the same page there. Yeah. TV shows, because okay. uh, I th- I think maybe. Um, Common timeline could get lumped in with quote unquote new era. You uh, could, but I think yeah. we're we're sticking to, to television, and um, I I don't know if if short tracks uh, count uh, in yeah, that as can. well. Um, I I don't have a short track character on mine. Spoiler alert! So I just was want to point that out there. If someone does, that's totally fine. Anything produced in the new era, quote unquote, um, is eligible. It's eligible. Yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit about, I guess, like our process and if we had any thoughts kind of coming away from thinking about this as a topic. Um, Speaking for myself real quick, I can just tell you that like my biggest thing that I kind of struggled with, I I, I think discovery looms really large for me. Um, That was my point as well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Having three seasons of that in comparison to 10 episodes of the other two shows, um, feels a little bit like an unfair advantage to me uh, when I'm trying to think of these three shows kind of on a level playing field as far as like favorite characters, most fleshed out, most interesting, mm-hmm. most there there as far as things to yeah. think about and reflect on. Um, but I, I tried hard to incorporate a little bit of other uh, other shows um, in my list. I <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I could have gone. I, I certainly... The, the, the easy way out probably for me if I'm being 
brutally honest would be to just go five disco characters, but I didn't do that, and I feel good about that. I feel good that I I, I, I stretched myself. I, I forced myself to spend time thinking about okay. those other shows, and I came away with <clears throat> um, a more varied list than I thought. Um, w- what about you? I had the exact same struggle. I I didn't work as hard just because it's it's really the truth it's really i think that these just because and it's um i don't think it's because i mean i guess it does play a part but because discovery does have three seasons these do feel these do the discovery characters do feel more fleshed out so i i have more discovery characters on my list so but that's that's this is kind of this whole thing is kind of a product of that's what it, it, this will change because these seasons hopefully will get or these shows will get more seasons and the characters will get fleshed out this will change so this is for me right now and I think um, mm-hmm. these are just my characters my favorite characters no matter what I'm not trying to try to make it the fair even kind of representation from each series no these are my favorite from New Era so yeah, I, I, I guess for me, I'll like rephrase a little bit and just say that I, I feel like this is an accurate representation of my feelings as of today as well. Um, and I do, I, I want to, there are a character or characters, I won't get into too much detail on like how many from what show uh, until we actually get into it. But uh, I think, I, I, I I don't think I force-fed anything into the list. Like, the, the, the character or characters from other shows that appear feel like they belong there, for me, for, okay. in, my, in my actual true feelings. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm eager to see where we go with this. Um, <laughs> Cyber Honey's in the room on YouTube and uh, mentions another point that's worth maybe talking about, how, how we felt about this. Uh, she says she took one classic character and put him on the list because he was portrayed by a new actor. One thing with Discovery uh, is there, okay. are, there are characters like, did you, without getting into detail, like, did you put any thought into that? Did you think of characters that are not necessarily new characters, but yes, like, did you, did you they're, they were involved in your decision making? Uh, like yes, the because I think there, there's a, a natural progression, and I think that it fits within the universe, and I think it just adds more layers to that character. So in two instances in particular. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely, that definitely came to mind when I was working through my list. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Cyber Honey also says this is a topic that should be revised in a couple of years, probably be revised in a couple of years. There. Yes. No doubt about that. For to be sure. honest, I think without speaking too much for Dan, I think speaking for myself, if I sat down and I watched like over the next two weeks, Discovery, Picard, and Lower Decks again. In two weeks, it would probably be worth revising this because I would probably do something different. Hopefully, at the end of the show, I want to revise my list because I think <laughs> yeah. we're gonna get into talking about characters and things, and um, yeah, so it should be fun. Exactly. Let Let's do our guesses first. Uh, why don't Why don't you you talk about your guesses for me, and then I'll do my guesses for you talk about them and then we'll do our realists unless you have a different approach <laughs> uh okay uh so which side um uh okay yeah i'm gonna put mine under dan's guess on the the if i can yeah okay try Me too. to uh do some producer Find stuff the scenes, here uh, yeah producer stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Are you typing them in? I am going to type them in, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Get this one right. (laughs) 
Do you want to read them as well, like as you go, and then I can. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So for my guess for Bill, uh, my fifth guess for him. All right. Is mm-hmm. Captain Pike. Pike. Okay. Uh, four is Picard. Four is Picard. Okay. Three is. There's an interesting discussion to be had there. Giorgio. Okay. Giorgio. For two, I have Saru. And number one, I had to get, I think. This Burnham. Probably have that right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And for me, you ready for mine? I am not ready. <laughs> Just give okay. me a few more seconds here. Sure. So the the biggest point of discussion that I'll kind of just touch on here uh, that I did factor into my sort of process thinking about this is what to do with Jean-Luc Picard. Like, does he... he he's, he's the one character that, to be honest, I kind of... Put in a corner and said I'm not going to play with that because <laughs> okay. there are uh, there are other characters who are returning uh, fr- from Discovery mostly um, who are portrayed by a new actor have a slightly different spin on their what they bring to the table I had no problem going there and putting them in the same uh, you know uh, ballpark and arena as new characters introduced by these shows uh, Picard, I struggled with kind of including there because I felt like there's like I have such a difficult time thinking about Picard in Star Trek Picard without bringing the baggage of the the TNG history and development and stuff with me into that. So if I was being if if I was willing to do that he would certainly be on the list and he would be at the top probably um but yeah for the purposes of okay trying to put it on yeah making it as fair as possible for the other characters i i kind of made him the one exception and i I was curious to see what you would do i I didn't know we didn't talk about it in advance and intentionally like side bar him and put him off and say we can't choose him or anything like that um and he's he's a very valid choice uh, because his character arc and his progression i think what you were kind of alluding to a few minutes ago in picard (laughs) is different like he is a different guy in star trek picard so i'm we may or may not end up talking about that more depending on who ends up on your list and yeah how, how he emerges as we keep going um can i can i give you mine now are you ready for are you you're, you're, this is your guess for me this right. is my guess for you okay yeah let's, right. let's do it so my number five guess for you is uh rios from star trek picard okay My number four guess for you is going to be Saru from Discovery. My number three guess for you is going to be Gabriel Lorca from the first season of Discovery. Okay. I'm going to go with Pike. Uh, 
and one I'm gonna go with Burnham, although I'm not 100% confident in that. I feel like I might be going a little high there. I wouldn't be surprised if she's on the list, but not all the way at the top. I'm eager to hear what you actually did. Whoa. So I went, I have um, <laughs> yeah. one Picard and four Disco characters. Um, so we both went pretty heavy Discovery, and that was probably a good instinct uh, for what we actually we're going to do based on what we said at the uh, beginning of this. Okay. Right. So I guess without getting into our actual lists yet, um, I kind of like when we do this. Like, let's talk about how how many roundabout did we get? Like, are are there are we way off or are we close? You're close, at least for me. I'm so, close. so your guess, the order is different, but okay. the you got three of my five. Okay. Yes. You also got three of my five. Okay. Find it interesting. We each guessed one Picard and four Disco, if I'm counting correctly here. Yeah. Uh, and no lower decks. Okay. Let's let's do let's do your actual list and populate that so we can get everything up on the board. Okay. Get through the producery like populating the yeah. stuff. And then I'll and and then then I can find the top. top. We'll really go. Into yeah. This. Sorry, yeah. sorry for any uh, people listening on the podcast feed. This would be one of those instances where you should come over to the YouTube channel and because we do have some graphics yes. come coming along, but we'll do our best to kind of run through our list kind of at the end. Um, uh like we always do. So, <clears throat> so my five, oops, is Lorca. Lorca, which, okay. Which you guessed. I guessed. I felt pretty comfortable he was going to be somewhere. Yeah. I know you were a huge fan at the time, and it was a long time ago now, so that kind of left me a little concerned like so many years ago there's so many new character senses I've got to fade but I feel good that I stuck to my guns and kept them on it's it's just he is one of the characters that challenge the captaincy type of type of character he's like this anti-hero that really changed the name of the game I guess for um, as far as person who sits in the captain seat so I have to put him on my list this next one is probably a little bit of surprise for some people, but it is Cleveland Booker. Book. <clears throat> Interesting. I would not have guessed that. New entry onto the scene. I really loved his. I can get into him a little bit more uh, once I finish all this producer stuff, but uh, really loved him uh, in this past season. Um, so I had to. Had to put them on my list. New entry. Awesome. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Wouldn't have guessed. My number three pick, seven of nine. Okay. All right. Yeah. And this kind of falls into the what Bill kind of talked about with Picard. Picard. I didn't yeah. see it that way. I think she's got a great progression. I think she brings some new stuff to her character. Um, technically, she's if we're talking about a new character in the new era, that that's uh, that's not really how I saw it. I just thought characters in the new era. Who do you like? I like the change. I like. I think she's. Um, she, she just kind of fits into. I think when she would got back, um, I think she would. This is what she would do. She would get out of. She always fought for the the underdog, and this to me is is um, a great progression for her character. And so she's on my list, even though she is technically a recurring character, not cast recast, but a recurring character. Mm-hmm. My number two, it's Saru. 
and that this changed this season, I think. Oops. Um, the progression from season one to season three uh, is clearly evident, and it's been talked about a lot, obviously, but I, you can't deny that the, this progression um, is one of the best progressions that we've seen, uh, I think, in Star Trek. So the, these one and two could probably go back and forth after this season. <clears throat> uh, my number one, obviously, if you guys are keeping track at home, is Burnham. Uh, my favorite character of the new era is Michael Burnham. So, yes. Awesome. A lot of surprises. I, I mean, I should have seen Seven of Nine coming, and I don't know why I didn't have it in mind, because she is awesome, and, like, everything you said is true, I think. Giving her fresh new things to do that are both, like... It, it's just kind of like inherently surprising to be seeing her again, but like what she's doing and where she ends up is not surprising, it's not surprising. to me. Exactly. Like that's the beauty of it. Yep. Like she winds up exactly kind of where you would think she would. She was not going to conform and like fit in cleanly to like the Starfleet hierarchy infrastructure. Like it just wasn't going to happen. Like she, I, I never saw her as somebody who was going to just like slide right in and mm-hmm. become an officer and be a compliant, you know, happy go lucky Starfleet officer. Yeah. Uh, doing the Fenris Ranger thing out in the frontier, patrolling for, you know, chaos and, you know, trying to keep order where there is no order. That's exactly her. Like, that's perfect for, for what she would be doing, I think, in, in this time, in this organizational structure of the universe and the galaxy. Like, it's just, it all adds up. So I think that's a really cool choice, and I kind of regret my my take. I guess because I, I went right to, what am I going to do with the card? Like, do I put them on here or not? When I kind of decided not to do that, I kind of, I guess, stopped thinking about... Mm-hmm not just even seven in Picard, but, uh, you know, Riker, Troy, like these, these, these old favorites that appear in Picard, mm-hmm. either as guests or recurring or main characters. I, I, I the, the Picard decision, I guess, kind of shut out a lot of thought for me for including, um, characters like that. But I love that you picked her. Um, yeah, I, book. I'm, I'm I'm really eager to talk about book too. Uh, I, I I I know he's only has one season and or had one season, um, so far. Um, I I just it was one of those characters that kind of came out of the blue. Like I feel like because of Michael Burnham's love interests in the past two seasons, I really wasn't in love with. I've, I I kind of wrote off that character off, and then it it was a really present surprise where this character has such a reach a, a rich deep backstory um that uh really fascinates me um so i do like book uh it definitely bumped rios or pike off the list if we were doing this last season i think uh one of those two would have made it on my list and that's no knock to just to rios or pike um but i think uh Booker just felt really different uh, and very interesting, definitely of the time. Um, he it, it he feels like a um, kind of a what we think a a Federation uh, member would be, but in this destroyed post-apocalyptic world, uh, which is fantastic. So, yeah, <clears throat> love it, love it. I I. I... I thought of that book. Book was definitely on my sort of radar. I think he got really, really strong as the season went on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked his dynamic with Burnham. I like where he pushed Burnham, uh, and I, the the sort of necessity of having a character who kind of grounds this new time that we find ourselves in, sort yeah. of being the liaison to uh, the real world of mm-hmm. what we and our characters are kind of walking into uh, makes him really key, really important. Um, and David Ayala, David Ajala uh, is, is tremendous. I think yeah. dripping with uh, Great charisma. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh, Burnham and Saru, I'm sure we're going to talk about because they are um, kind of perched at the top of uh, multiple iterations that we have up here with guesses and real. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll get into them. Um, I'll, I'll put mine up so we can kind of talk about kind of holistically everything and move from there. Uh, my number five is somebody who was not has not been mentioned yet, um, and that is Beckett Mariner uh, from Lower Decks. 
the sort of protagonist or one of the protagonists of that show. Um, and I'll talk about that. Yeah, I, I just I think the thing that makes that show work for me, being a comedy, being an animated show, is that there's some actual like meat to chew on, and the stuff that she's dealing with with her with her identity, the kind of person she wants to be, her comfort zone, uh, coming from a, a family of Starfleet officers, and the pressure that that brings, and uh, choices that she's made in the past, kind of haunting her. Like the, all, all these things are, are such rich meaty things to chew on it, it gives the show like this added degree of weight and my favorite episode of the series so far is crisis point the holodeck yeah yeah big rock so and, and, and back into the season <laughs> and there's there's this great scene in that where she's fighting herself on the holodeck like fighting the holodeck recreation of her in her own program and that to me it was like such classic star trek stuff like these two like the the, the yin and yang of a person like physically <laughs> being put in a position to have to like battle it out and talk through problems and reflect on themselves so she she made it i, I really think she's the key i, I love boimler too um mm. i think he brings a lot of relatability to the show and is, is the kind of officer that we don't get a lot of time with and a lot of development with in the other shows uh but i, th- I think mariner's the thing that really gives that show it's it's juice um my number four is a character that probably would not have appeared on this list before season three of discovery um dr culver um is is on mine um largely powered by his role his, his slightly more juiced uh yeah. more active uh participation in a lot of the stories in season four uh, I think uh, in season three I think he really uh, adds to that ensemble um, I think he's I think he's walking talking human empathy in so many of those scenes and I think the, the, the story of the season is ripe for his involvement you know coming back from trauma literally coming back from death um, you know being really a lost soul and trying to have to find himself again he's already been through what these characters are all going through now like what he was dealing with in season two is what everybody's dealing with in season right now, three and yeah. he's a doctor and he's equipped to help these people and he does and it's beautiful and perfect and i love every scene he's on screen there there are like little moments it. like him trying when he's on the away team on the ship with Burnham and just like every word out of his mouth feels classic Star Trek. <laughs> like he just he just is a Yeah yeah. He's a, he's a great Star Trek character in, in my book. Um number three, I'm going with Pike. Um you know, in terms of like rejuvenating a character who is kind of iconic and legendary, but with not a whole lot of there there, you know, in the grand scheme of things, compared to all these other Star Trek legendary, you know, legacy characters, right? they call them. Yeah, yeah, there, there's so much meat on the bones on a lot of these other characters, and comparatively, Pike, we have the menagerie and the cage, and doesn't have much little throwaway lines of dialogue. No, there, yeah. there's there's. There's an archetype there, but there's a lot of room for fleshing out and growth and and, and 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 building on it. And I think what Anson Mount was able to do by honoring what we knew Captain Pike was from what little we saw of him, but to, you know, breathe a whole new life into this existing character was a big achievement and um, gave a lot of personality to season two of Discovery as well. I think yeah. really carried that season. Um, my number two is Saru. No surprise there. Uh, and my number one, of course, as anybody who knows me and has talked to me uh, in Burnham. the last few years, is Michael Byrne. Um, so, a lot of consistency at one and two on these lists. And just to kind of echo what you were saying, I think Saru you know maybe isn't it number two pre-season three i don't know maybe he is maybe he's down a couple spots but i think his growth in season three um and putting him in the role of the captaincy and and, and really uh delivering on the momentum that was started all the way back in season one and episodes like choose your pain where he's forced into the captain's chair and kind of uncomfortable with it and unsure of himself and 
you know, uh, struggling with confidence is it's really nice to see him. And after it's like far from home and, and, uh, uh the sanctuary even like where he's in command in these like crisis situations combat situations and just being totally in command uh, I think I think his growth is perfect and Burnham well, I mean I think the fact that she's won on all four of these across the board um, iterations you know we are you know clearly she's a she's a controversial character for all kinds of reasons if you go out on the out into the the forest of the internet and Trek BBS watch and Star Trek Discovery stuff <laughs> and, and message boards and Twitter and all these places. Yeah, you're going to hear all kinds of different things about Michael Burnham, uh, good, bad, and in between. Um, you know, I, I've been taken with her since the beginning. I think getting the opportunity to dive into the head of a character who has not yet arrived in the Star Trek universe and have that be the, the, the linchpin of the show, the driving force of the show, the thing that really moves the show from beginning to middle to end has been a really refreshing new approach. I think many of these other shows, Kirk, Picard, Cisco, Janeway, like they all have their moments and they have their building blocks that they have to execute on. And there are, there are things that are happening to those characters at the beginning of those shows that are, there's development that goes on with all of them Archer Mm -hmm. Um, but they they all feel like characters who have largely kind of become the person they're going to be like they're they they are at the top they've achieved a lot in their careers they are at the top of the chain of command they're Mm -hmm. you know they they, Burnham feels like a a good answer to to that Um, she makes mistakes she, she learns from those mistakes. She redeems herself. She needs a second chance. She needs third chances, and she delivers on those chances. Like, yeah. and I think that's an important message for a lot of people. I think Tom Paris is great for a lot of the same reasons. Those sorts of notes are what resonates with me about that character. But, you know, poster child for, mm-hmm. like, people deserve opportunities and yeah. will surprise you and will capitalize a lot of the time when, when they're given those opportunities. Um, so yeah I, I, th- I think she she's just, just one of the best just glow up whatever however what term you want to pro- progression like she she was like kind of at the top of her game like you know second and she was see it or not see but the, the second in command uh, yeah. fell down rock hit rock bottom came up you know ups and downs ups and downs through this whole like three seasons uh, that's yeah. a lot of character development so uh, I couldn't agree more with you uh, what you said there so yeah and it's it's one of the things that I think Star Trek is kind of always dealing with too is like this battle between intellectual like book yeah. smart knowledge you know having having the goods on that side of things but also having the ability to relate to people and have that human connection that drives decision making that that's what the original series was about mm-hmm. and was like really built into the dna of that show but i think all of the shows sort of have that built into their own sort of exploration of humanity they all these characters are smart like they all have that yes. like level of training and and education and just natural ability to like do this or that but that's not the full game and that's one of the things Burnham's always dealing with too yeah she's got this Vulcan training she's got this she, she's she's brilliant from from the book side of things mm-hmm. uh, she, she knows what it takes to, to, to be in these kinds of positions but uh, the, the the knockdowns she has to sustain the, the overcoming trauma that she has to deal with with things that happened in her past as a child losing her parents and yeah. dealing with Klingons and how to respond to these things and how to deal with people around you and how to tell how to, how to you know, all, all these things are real life things that that I think people struggle with and you know need to need to reckon with in their own journeys. And uh, seeing that reflected in the main character in this show, I think, has been uh, 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 one of the reasons I love it so much. Yeah. Um, so, um, are there any surprises on my list? I'm like surprised you. I'm surprised you went with Mariner, but now that you okay. kind of explained your reasonings behind it, it, it makes sense. And I find myself again looking, maybe changing. I'm changing my list, maybe my top ten, because um, I do really like that. Um, what you said about Mariner. So um, I, 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 I tinkered too much on my guess. I was gonna put Colbert on there for you because I knew season three Colbert had just like breathed new life. Um, 
literally into that character. Um, uh, and then I knew one and two pretty rock solid, but it was just that three, four, five for me that I uh, couldn't nail down. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I guess for you, Rios and Lorca, who do not appear on your lists. Lorca does. Uh, and Pike does not. Oh, Lorca does. Yeah. Pike does not. Yeah. Pike does not. Yeah. Right. Okay. So let's talk about that a little bit. Like, were they... How, how far into the decision making they, did they get? They, did they make cuts? Were they? Uh, Rios was probably the one that was the closest to getting in. Um, Pike is probably that latter half um, of 10. Um, okay. Just L- Lorca over Pike because, again, I talked about it when I um, typed my answer in, but Lorca changed my, my view of this anti hero type of captain that we can now have um because before it was when i looked at the captain's chair it was either a good or bad it was very black and white but Lorca really changed that my perspective on the captain's chair this kind of gray type of character that Mm -hmm. walks that really fine line which i think is um we'll stand the test of time um this not to not knock pike again i really do like that character definitely breathes new life adds to uh, again, a character that we had seen a little bit, um, but Rios, uh, man, that was that was probably my toughest cut because his character is such a um, a trope that we've seen before, but kind of in a new light, right? Uh, a a a disgruntled because. <laughs> We don't realize how tough it is to be a Starfleet officer and what they have to go through. So I like to see that, okay, he's gone through some stuff. Um, and it doesn't kind of turn out like the typical Star Trek trope. He gets out of Starfleet like he just kind of goes his own way instead of um, how, whatever trope you want to do. Um, right. Disgruntled Starfleet. The whole captain. Starfleet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole Starfleet experience kind of chewed him up and spit him out. Like he really yeah. was broken up by the, the the direction of Starfleet yeah. at, at the time. I think he got into it for the right reasons and had all the pieces mm-hmm. to be a successful Starfleet officer and was was perfectly capable of having a really successful career but I think the the choices that Starfleet had to make and chose to make uh, because of the backstory of the show all the stuff with the Romulans and uh, that pushed him away and caused things around him to happen like it wasn't just a matter of like he disagreed with the politics or the the the, the policy of Starfleet it was the the places that it took people around him like where it sent his captain that Mm -hmm. was sort of his idol and his, his like when I think of mine, it's Picard. Like when I think of like, yeah, I didn't serve in Starfleet. Obviously, I, I don't yeah. live in that universe. <laughs> but I, I mean, like when I think of my idol, the person I would want to aspire to be, and who's sort of my my mentor, kind of a person, it would be him. And like for 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 Rios, his his guy like that, his his mentor, his hero. Uh, got destroyed by these mm-hmm. directions that Starfleet had to or made decisions to go into. Um, and there are, there's, there's tangible fallout uh, for him in that. And like you said, I think the, you know, to, to see that actually played out and see the fallout of that and what that does to a person is the reason I think that character is so successful. Cause I think we get to see these characters on these flagships, these great things that they do in Starfleet and all these things. But it's nice to see the other side of the coin where, okay, things in Starfleet aren't always happy-go-lucky. Like, this yeah. this is a broken man, and I, and I really do like that about the character. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. I agree. And I, I remember feeling concerned uh, maybe a little bit in the early, early days hearing about the character. That he was just going to be kind of like a Han Solo-ish, like roguish ex-Starfleet captain or yeah. ex-Starfleet officer. And he's just going to kind of be a badass you know, mm-hmm. old Starfleet guy. Yeah. And so much more complex than that. Like he, embra- like he, when Picard says Starfleet's in your bones, like the way the ship is like operating. Uh, immaculate. Yeah. Is, you, yeah. It's immaculate. This, is, this yeah. is a star. It, it's in you. Yeah. <laughs> like it, he's not, he's not, he doesn't hate Starfleet. He hates what Starfleet has like become. Mm-hmm. Like he, he wants, he, he's got the old Starfleet in him, just like Picard does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think he's, He's my favorite character from Picard, for sure. I think of, of the of the newly introduced uh, pieces of that ensemble. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's my favorite, and yeah, would have been the closest to making my list. Six for me. 
Six or seven. Awesome. Cool. Um, for you, you guessed Giorgio and Picard as the two that don't make mine. Uh, yeah. Picard, we kind of talked about. Uh, you know, I he, he's sort of an anomaly. I could have done it, and he could have ended up really high on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I chose to kind of sideline that. Um, Giorgio, I think. Um, is is has grown on me a lot like I, I think Giorgio as a character in the first season was fascinating to me mm-hmm. I think the second season when she's in section 31 and she's a little bit more got a little one dimensional there a little bit you think yeah, yeah. agreed yeah. yeah I think I think that's where she kind of loses a little bit of the the luster for me okay. and then in season three i do think they find ways to reintroduce some interesting aspects okay uh and and, and I, I i am fond of where they take that character in season three yeah. um i think they really found ways to do some inventive things there mm-hmm. um so she she's she's up there i i love her in the the pilot uh, the first two episodes as actual was Rougeau. Uh, <laughs> yeah. stars. Yeah. Prime Rougeau. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, and I, I love her when she's in the mirror universe. Like it, it, when you first meet her as the Empress, the Emperor. Um, I think she's great there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, certainly in the conversation of Michelle Yeoh's performances, favorite she's actors so good. in the show. Yeah. She's way up there. She's, she brings a lot to the table for the show. Uh, so definitely a fan there. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts? I don't think so. Sticking out. Okay. I think we hit on everything. Real quick to, I guess, go to the chat. Uh, I know Cyber Honey has kind of revealed her list. Uh, five for her was Admiral Cornwell who I loved uh, as well. Uh, very active in season one and pretty active in season two as well. Yeah. Four was Sarek, who is also a really strong recurring character. Again, especially I think in season one. Yeah. Um, then three, uh, Philip is Rougeau. And she mentions a two. I'm not sure exactly who it was. It must have been thrown out there while we were talking about one of them. And then Michael Burnham was her number one. So, Cyber Honey, let us know who your number two was. Um, and then Jimmy77 is also in the room. If you want to share your five, be happy to read them and mm-hmm. talk about anything that stands out. Um, Burnham is definitely the, the the hot topic. I'm very eager to... One of the things we always kind of talk about it, like Trek After Dark, so we're just kind of casually shooting the you-know-what, uh, is the, the, the sort of ebb and flow of new Star Trek whenever it happens to be new. Like, we always talk about, I feel like, you know, Deep Space Nine was controversial in its day, Voyager was controversial in its day, Enterprise was very hot topic, hated it. <laughs> very divisive. It was new. Yeah. Very divisive in their time, but time seems to Heal soften some of those. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 I hope that, you know, some more people who may have discounted or, you know, you know, didn't care for it at the beginning, give Discovery as a whole, but the Burnham character especially, a, a second look, uh, you know, as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Some of the, the wounds of CBS All Access and such are maybe not... Uh, yeah. Are not as, as prevalent. Uh, I think that would be nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other final thoughts? Uh, do not believe Oh, so. okay. Cyber Honey says that her number two is Gabriel Burnham, portrayed by okay. Sonia Stone, the mother. Okay. All right. ER makes its craziest theories. Uh, has their top five. Uh, they have Spock uh, and seven of nine <laughs> as five and four. Pike. So three returning characters, a couple of recast, one. Uh, Those to me count, uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mariner, number two, and Giorgio, number one. Fascinating. Nice. It's a good yeah. list. Very much so. Yeah. 
All right. I think I think that'll about do it. Uh, we're at about an hour. Uh, we started a little bit late, but we're coming up on yeah. 11 Eastern. Um, uh, this is definitely, like we said, <laughs> something that we could come back to and talk about again mm-hmm. after rewatches, after more seasons. I think, you know, we're the, the, one of the inherent things to kind of just drive home is, you know, Picard and Lower Decks, we're dealing with 10 episodes. Lower, the Discovery's got much more of a... A rich, yeah, you know, backlog and uh, ensemble of episodes and ups and downs for the characters. So, uh, these, this is certainly a, a moment in time, not a definitive. <laughs> yes, you know, exactly. This will stand the test forever. Like that, this is not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really it kind of blown away looking back at all the characters i think they they've done a really good job of 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 kind of building new characters and making them really interesting and um and it's it just goes to show that some of these uh characters that we listen list today they only had a season and they made that much of a impact on us i i really do uh think they done a great job of not just casting because all the actors are always great but the um setting up the characters uh which is sometimes a tough thing to do so i think they've done a great job in this new era agree absolutely and it makes me want to go back and i've been i've been fighting the urge to take the dive it's gonna set bill back set set bill over And lower decks too. Honestly, I, that's that's something I could do in a in a day with the twenty minute run times, uh, mm-hmm. twenty twenty five minutes. Um, so yeah, well, we'll have to revisit mm-hmm. maybe in a couple of years yeah. when there's more new and new shows. Strange New Worlds is going to introduce all kinds of new characters and mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. So that about all right. Wraps it up. <laughs> Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, thank you, everybody, who was in the uh, uh, YouTube or Periscope uh, arenas watching um, yeah. or watching later. Uh, you can find it on the podcast feed as well. Um, and as always, I'll pitch Discord. We have a Discord server if you want to network and connect with you know positive, friendly, welcoming Star Trek fans. You can shoot mm-hmm. me a DM on Twitter at TrekFan4387. Yeah. I'll give you an invitation. You can join the the server uh there are channels in there where people share what episodes they're watching what books they're reading what podcasts they're listening to mm-hmm. uh there's an off topic there's general there's just places to hang out and talk and uh every so often we have trek after dark which is a casual uh like group call where people can participate on video on mic or just watch and type along with the yeah. conversation we watch episodes we talk about whatever we have going on whatever's new and exciting in the world of star trek at the time uh, we try to do it every few months um we just did it last week it was a lot of fun i'm sure we'll have another one you know in the next few probably sometime in may i'm guessing um hopefully Um, so definitely reach out if you would like to join Mm -hmm. and be a part of that yeah yeah so just echo what bill is saying the discussion does not and will not stop here so twitter i think is the best one it's going to keep that going right now in Discord. We'll be back next week to talk about more Trek. See you guys next week. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. Hey, this is Trek Live Dan again. Like I said before, the discussion does not have to stop here. Come over to our Twitter, Facebook, and our Discord channel to keep the Star Trek discussion alive. See you guys next time.